Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. I love our little intro. I feel like it's very subtle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So anyway, um, I'm switching up our order a little bit of like actual oh. stories because I didn't want to. I know I said last week that we'd like maybe do um like the actual true crime stuff between, but mm-hmm. um. I figured, you know, might as well finish up the Bell Witch story before I throw an interruption in there. Alrighty. So, uh, (laughs) we'll just, we'll finish that up. We'll talk about the Bell Witch cave today, and then we'll just do, do a little true crime next week, and it'll be, it'll be fine. Alright, sounds good. Just wing it a little bit. (laughs) But yeah, um, without further ado, let's get right into it. I'm Sonia. I'm Maddie. And welcome to Grimm. Woo! Okay, so if you remember from last week, we talked about the Bell Witch and, you know, kind of the hauntings that happened there and what the actual ghost did to, like, the family and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and what we didn't really talk about was something called the Bell Witch Cave, which is located um, in, like, the farm area. Like, they had, a, they had quite a few acres of land, so the cave is located on the, on the land. Um, and it is known as a karst cave. Um, that's K-A-R-S-T. Um, which I did have to look up because I don't know anything about um, geology. But apparently yeah. karst is like a dissolution of soluble rocks like limestone, dolomite, and gypsum. Um, and then they always have these like underground drainage systems like sinkholes and caves and stuff. So um, it's kind of wild. <laughs> Yeah. I really, I don't, I, hopefully that means something to someone. Um, yeah, I was going to say that doesn't mean much to me, but yeah. with it. <laughs> well, I think that the, like the, the sinkholes and like caves within the cave part sounds, sounds kind of scary to go adventuring in. Yeah, that's true. Especially if it's like soluble rocks, it seems dangerous. Yeah. But that's really my only takeaway. Yeah. Um, the cave is approximately 490 feet long and it is privately owned, but they do tours during the summer months and then in October, presumably for Halloween. Uh, yeah. Which is kind of marketing wise makes a little bit of sense. <laughs> um, and it is technically known as the historic Bell Witch Cave. And it's like um, an incorporation that is placed on the Nat. National Historical Registry by the United States Department of Interior, which is effective um, from April 2008. So, um, it's a thing that you can go visit, is the main takeaway. It's a a historical site, and um, it's it's got some haunted things going on, so a lot of people do do tours of it. Um, And while the cave wasn't the main location of the hauntings, it is known to be associated with the haunting of the Bell Witch. Um, And a little bit like what we talked about last week, just a little bit of a recap. It was like the period of time when the Bell family was allegedly haunted by this entity, Kate, who is known as the Bell Witch. Um, Mm -hmm. And so since the cave is on the property that the Bell family owned, a lot of people believe that when she, like, left the family, when she was like, oh, I'll be back in seven years and I'll be back in 107 years, um, legend has it that she left to the cave and waited there. All right. right. Which 
I personally, if I was old Kate Bats, I don't think I would do that, considering she has the ability to like travel places really fast. You wouldn't want to just chill in a cave for 107 years? <laughs> okay, that sounds really great. Maybe for like five years. <laughs> Maybe I'll be like a hermit for like five years, and then I'd like to go explore some places, freak some <laughs> other people out, you know? Yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah, so there are a ton of legends around, like, surrounding the cave and surrounding the Bell Witch. And surprisingly, they're a little bit different from, you know, the hauntings that we that we talked about last week. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them are similar, but there's one particular story. There's, like, a very specific legend um, that kind of, like, features the cave where um, some people went to go explore this cave. Um, and this is, like back in the day so not very recent I'm not sure what year it is but I know it's like 1900s ish but um there was a group of kids who went into the cave and I think because the cave has like sinkholes and like caves within it and stuff like that um one of the boys ended up crawling into like a hole and then kind of got stuck there and it was dark they don't have like the high-tech lighting that we have now um so he ended up you know kind of like crying out for help um and when no one could like come and get him they all heard this voice kind of echo throughout the chamber that said i'll get him out and the boy reported feeling hands grasping his feet and then he was pulled out of the hole oh but there was no one there a friendly ghost okay yeah i (laughs) like this is just like a little good deed you know that she did so sweet (laughs) and like this is like like kind of the odd one out because I guess when he, like, got pulled out of this hole, there was no one there. So he was like, what's happening? Yeah. And then the reported story is that this invisible entity gave this group of kids a lecture on reckless cave exploring. <laughs> it's just like, I love it. Yeah, I just, I, like, this is just so out of character for Kate. Just a lecture but... from a ghost. You know, honestly, if a ghost lectured me about something, I would actually take that to heart. Yeah, I think I'd, I'd be like, my lesson. Yeah, I'd be like, I'm never doing that again. Like, <laughs> I trust this. Um, so yeah, that one good little deed that this witch did inside this cave um, for this group of children. I don't know what it was about the kids that made Kate be like, yeah, I'll save them. Well, yeah. Um, good for them. <laughs> yeah, good for them. But, um... A lot of people who have explored the cave after it reported really strange phenomena. Um, not exactly the same as, like, the hauntings, you know, with, like, the, like, chains dragging and the pulling of the hair and the slapping and the um, mysterious illnesses mm-hmm. that the Bell family experienced, but just kind of strange, odd phenomena. Um, and it is actually pretty much considered one of the scariest places on the farm. Damn. Um, just because of how haunted it is um so in 1934 charles bailey bell who was john bell jr's grandson he published a book called the bell witch a mysterious spirit um fair enough she is a mysterious (laughs) spirit yeah it's all right there in the title um yeah (laughs) it's really not wrong and in the book he basically told stories that were told to him by his great aunt betsy when she was kind of older um and there was also the account of andrew jackson's visit to the farm um and how he was like yeah i'd rather like i don't want to ever do that again i'd rather like 
what was it like face the British or something like that than ever come to the farm again. <laughs> yeah, um, I forgot about that. Yeah, <laughs> and there was also the account of the Bell Witch Cave where like the boy was trapped in it and pulled out of the the cave feet first. Um, and then there was also a series of prophecies that he wrote down that were given apparently given to like his ancestors in 1828 by the spirit which included the you know like the declaration that that she would return in in um, 1935 which was like the 107 years after her last visit right right um that they didn't really care about they're like yeah whatever <laughs> she'll come back whatever it doesn't matter um so i think this book the like the one in 1934 is really um mostly how we know a lot of these stories um, because they were dictated and written down. The funny thing is, is that the book was published in 1934, and The Witch was set to return in 1935. Oh. So I have no idea why he didn't just wait another few years (laughs) to be like, let's see if she actually returns. Maybe he's expecting, like, a lot more material from the next year, so he's like, I'll publish this one now, publish the sequel later. That's actually fair, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um... But yeah, so that that's what he did. He was he was vibing. He made some money <laughs> off of that book. And um, you know, thank God for that cuz I found that story very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So then a few years after in 1937, um, Lewis Garrison owned the farm that included the the cave, and he started kind of reporting some like really weird noises coming from inside the cave. Um and a lot of the descendants of the Bell family described hearing something like like something rubbing against the house. Um, yeah. yeah, seeing like objects that looked like paper flying out from from the entrance and like of the cave. Uh, I think of the house. Oh, okay. Um, that would be really creepy if it was flying yeah. out from the cave. I was like, what? Um, and then, also hearing faint music from a, like a piano like piano music okay and this is in 1937 um that same year in in 1937 on July 29th there was a group from like i think this is like a it's called the Epworth League i think it's like a sports thing but i don't actually know anything about sports so um but they decided to have this like they called it a wiener roast Oh, like hot dogs, like a barbecue. All right. Um, in this like rock quarry that that was really near to the Bell Witch Cave, and you know they were out there. They were like, "Oh, the Bell Witch Cave, it's right over here." They were kind of joking about the legend, and then they looked up and they saw the figure of a woman sitting on top of the cliff over the cave. Mm. Um, Naturally, a lot of them were like, "What the fuck?" And then they ran. She was like, "You, you don't be talking about me during your wiener roast." Don't talk shit about ghosts when you're roasting wieners, clearly. Honestly. Yeah. Um, and then, so, things kind of settled down for a little bit between 1937 and November of 1965, when there was um, an article that was published that involved this antique oak rocking chair, which was owned by Charlie Willett, who was a descendant of the Bell family. Um, and so Mrs. Adams was the owner of this antique store, um, and kind of bought the chair, had the chair in the store and said that the chair was not for sale. 
But a customer ended up sitting down in the chair anyway and Will was like kind of rocking in it and everything, talking to Mrs. Adams and asked if Mrs. Adams believed in the supernatural. Two weeks later, the customer's daughter visited Mrs. Adams' home and said that after her mother left and visited the Bell Cemetery, a voice told her to quote-unquote stand up and look around. You will find something of much value, end quote. So apparently this customer... Um, had some car trouble, walked out into a field, and found a black iron kettle that was turned over. And then so she picked up the kettle and found a pearl buckle in the glass, in the grass. Oh, damn. Um, Apparently, like, brought this, like, pearl buckle to a jeweler, and it was reported that it was, like, 160 years old or something like that. Wow. Um, So not exactly related to the cave, but just kind of a little weird coincidence that yeah. this oak chair that was owned by a Bell descendant had a voice associated with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, if that ever happened to me, I'd kind of be okay with it. <laughs> yeah, you get a pearl buckle out of it. Yeah, I'd be like, this is this is fun and fresh, you know? <laughs> Ghost leading me to treasure, I'm down. Honestly, yeah. That sounds like fun. Yeah. Um, in 1977, so a little bit after... Bonnie Hanaline uh, kind of was telling about um, talking about her childhood in 1944 when she was exploring the cave. And in her story that she was recounting, she said that she left English class, was playing hooky, and ended up borrowing a lantern from Mrs. Garrison, who at the time owned the cave, like the land the cave was on, mm-hmm. and said that she was re- like exploring the cave with her friends for several years. Um, prior to this and one time this time when she was inside her lantern blew out there was no breeze in the cave so she was very confused as to why it blew out she decided to relight the lantern because i I feel like you need light when you're in a cave so you know i really don't blame her yeah um but it blew out again no breeze it just blew out twice naturally she was terrified so she ended up crawling along like there's like a, I think like a water, like trickle kind of a thing. Okay. So she crawled along that in the dark until she reached the entrance where she saw an open can of pork and beans and marshmallows. Um, yeah. Apparently, law enforcement had discovered two escaped fugitives that were just hiding out in the back of the cave. And she basically said that if her lantern hadn't blown out and she wasn't terrified, she would have run into them. So she credits oh. the Bell Witch for saving her. What? So I guess another good deed. Yeah. Um, so that same year, 1977, not when the story took place, but like in that same year that it was reported, um, there were five soldiers from the nearby Fort Campbell who visited the Bell Witch Cave. And um, one of the soldiers was sitting on a rock when he basically said that he didn't believe the legend, when suddenly he reported something grabbing him around the chest. Oh. Um, Coincidence? Probably Mm -hmm. not. She said, I'll give you something to believe in. (laughs) Yeah, honestly, good on her for proving them wrong. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And then in 1986, so just a few years after that, um, David Jared who was a staff writer for the Tennessean, which is, I think, a newspaper, and his photographer, Bill Wilson, 
um, were given permission to sleep in the cave overnight. So they were going to do like a, a story on the cave and everything. So they were, the plan was to stay overnight in the cave and then kind of write down their experiences for the Halloween feature story. So Jared wrote it and published it in the October 27th issue in 1986. And I will read a bit of it for you, not all of it, um, just just a little excerpt, um, kind of talking about their experiences. And as always, I will link the article um, in the description. Mm. So he wrote, Photographer Bill Wilson and I learned that Thursday night, when we came to Adams with the plan to spend the night in the cave where, legend has it, the spirit of Kate Batts resides. It would be, we thought, a good story for Halloween. But we didn't spend the night. Instead, we were frightened away from the cave by something. We know not what. Maybe we were scared away by overactive imaginations, freshly fueled with stories of ghostly lore. Or maybe we were bamboozled by the cave's owners, who are trying to turn it into a commercially successful venture. Or maybe we did indeed encounter an otherworldly spirit. Maybe, just maybe, the witch actually exists. Mm. Our first look at the cave, an unspectacular-looking hole in the cliff near the Red River, came during an uneventful tour we made, along with five other visitors early Thursday evening. We listened, along with others, to the guides, two brothers who live on the farm where the Bell Witch Cave is located. They delivered a spiel that recounted the standard Bell Witch ghost stories. When the guides and the others in the group left the cave, Wilson and I stayed behind with our sleeping bags and gear. We had been given permission to spend the night, but the brothers said they didn't think we should. They would never spend the night in the cave, they said. In fact, they would never go to the cave alone. We were yeah. undaunted. It's not a good sign. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would I would trust the owners of yeah. the cave. Um, we were undaunted. The cave that supposedly contains the spirit of the infamous Bell Witch the ghost accused of haunting and eventually murdering John Bell in 1820. Doesn't look scary. As soon as the guides left, walking out the metal gate that guards the only entrance to the cave, we began making light of the lore and the legend that surrounds the deal, the story of the Bell Witch. Big deal, I said. It's a grunge hole, concluded Bell, an experienced spelunker. We were in the first of two rooms, or large open spaces, in a cave that cuts 50, years, 50 yards into the cliff and is lit with electric lights. We intended to sleep that night on flat rocks near an empty grave where a child used to be buried. First of all, that's a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. I would never want to spend the night near an empty grave where a child used to be buried. Yeah. It doesn't seem like good energy. <laughs> you know, said Bill, as he surveyed our surroundings, it's not the witches in this cave I'm afraid of. Do you know what a brown recluse spider looks like? Oh, God. <laughs> he pointed his flashlight to one of the pitted rock walls in the first room. It was covered with the deadly spiders, including one the size of a half dollar hanging in the middle of the webs. Nope. There were so many we couldn't count them all. Nope, nope, nope. I would simply leave. I Yeah, I would die. <laughs> <laughs> Immediately. Yeah. Immediately death, yeah. Um... I don't know how we can sleep here with those things, Bill said. They can kill you. It was at that point that we heard the first noise. It wasn't loud the first time. Just a new sound added to the relative silence of the cave. It came from the direction of the second room, 30 yards deeper in the cave. I peered into the darkness. Bill fell silent. He had heard the noise too. The sound came again, louder this time, 
a raspy, deep sound like an unwavering groan or a big electric buzzer with a weak battery, lasting a full five seconds. With the sound came several loud thumps, a sound difficult to make in solid rock. Did you hear that, I said? I have never heard a noise like that in a cave before, said Bill, who was a member of the National Biological Society and who explored miles of caves of all shapes and sizes in Tennessee and Alabama. He is comfortable in caves and knows what they sound like. This, he said, was not a cave noise. There was a third growl like before, this time louder than our voices and increasing in intensity. It seemed to come from just around the corner. Let's go, Bill said. We went. Yeah. <laughs> Bill was smart. <laughs> we walked to the gate about 20 yards from the first room, stopped, and looked back into the Bell Witch Cave. As Bill and I looked into the cave we had just left, we tried to rationalize what we'd heard and the feeling of being watched, spied on from around some dark, rocky corner. We looked around the outside of the cave for someone who might have been making the sounds, yelling perhaps into the cave through another entrance. No one was there, and we found no other entrances. Loudspeakers, we said. For the cave to be a commercial success, it must have the reputation of having ghostly noises, and it helps when an operator can supply them on demand. Eden says he doesn't need to rig the cave, which is one of the brothers, I think. Mm. He said the sound systems are bound to be discovered anyway, and they aren't needed in a cave that supplies its own noises. The caves don't growl, Bill said. We found electrical wires running into the cave and following their path inside. The wires, though, were connected to electric lights strung throughout the small cave. There were no speakers other or other noise-making devices that we could find. The cave was silent again. The spiders were enough to make us decide not to spend the night there, or at least made a convenient excuse. But we wanted to stay in the cave a little while longer. After all, the first sounds might have been the result of only our imaginations. We sat in the first room and waited quietly. For 15 minutes, there was nothing but the drip of water in the damp cave. Then there was a faint rumbling, like thunder. It seemed loudest towards the front gate, and we walked there to investigate. It's just a jet overhead, Bill said as we neared the mouth of the cave and could hear it clearly. It was when we reached the gate that we heard the scream. It was a short, powerful burst of sound that reverberated from the back of the cave and hit us like a slap. It was not a metallic screech or the howl of the wind. It was a vocal, loud, high-pitched scream. We looked at each other, got through the gate, and quickly left the cave behind us. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, apparently, they went back the next day because they felt really silly for, like, running away based on just some noises. Um, and then they talked to the um, one of the brothers who was there um, and wrote, quote, I talked to him from my car with the motor running. During the conversation, I asked him if anything strange other than hearing noises has occurred to visitors here. Well, a lot of people come here and they can't leave right away, Eden said. They'll try to start their cars or their trucks, but they won't go. It doesn't matter if they're driving old cars or new cars. It takes them hours before they go again. And when they do, the cars start up like there was nothing wrong. The mechanics who come up here can't figure it out, end quote. Um, and then they reported that, like, as they were speaking about this, about, like, the cars stopping to run, or, like, not running, um, there were white wisps of steam that kind of... <laughs> came out from under the hood of course um yeah and he said that the radiator of his car was overheating for the first time oh god yep <laughs> so um that was kind of that was kind of the the vibe of their night there and i feel like i would never want to spend the night no in that room <laughs> um definitely not 
Yeah, the last little the last little story that I found about the cave was in 1987 when an owner of the nearby gas station reported that 20 years before he ran out of gas one night near the Red River across from the Bell Witch Cave. So he decided to just walk into town when a rabbit came out of the woods and began to follow him. So he well, so he walked faster and faster, but the rabbit kept pace with him even as he started like running. Um, after a mile, he kind of sat down on a log to catch his breath, and the rabbit hopped up to the other side of the log, looked at him, and said, Hell of a race we had there, wasn't it? Ah, that's... Okay, I think that's funny. (laughs) (laughs) I think he was on drugs. That's true. Yeah. (laughs) But, you know, it's actually kind of funny that, like... Just by the Bell Witch Cave, some mysterious-looking rabbits. Yeah. Fun and fresh, you know? <laughs> um, yeah, so um, just to finish off, there are daytime tours of the Bell Witch Cave from 10 a.m. till 5 p.m. And like the last tour is at 4, so it goes 4 to 5. And they don't allow anyone under the age of 18 without a parent's consent, and no children under the age of 4 are allowed in the cave, period. Yeah. yeah. I do think that the cave and the farm are closed. I think we talked about this last time because of COVID, so. Hopefully they'll open up again soon and you can take a tour of the cave yeah. if you want to. Um, I will not be. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I trust a cave anymore. I also don't know about the spiders. Yeah, I think the spiders are a deal breaker for me. Yeah. I really don't fuck with spiders. Um, but yeah, I hope you enjoyed part two of this story. Um, this one was fun to research, I feel like. I had, I had a good time reading about nice. Kate Batts and her wild time. <laughs> but yeah, would you like to change the subject? Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know what my life update is this week. Um, let's see. Um, I am very done with schoolwork at the moment. Oh, um, girl, me too. <laughs> do not want to finish this semester, not gonna lie. Well, I want to be done you. with it, but I don't want to write the essays. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> um, so yeah, there's that. If anyone wants to write essays for me, let me know. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, I guess just it's done with school. Yeah, what about you? Um, I have just been a little bit ill, so I've been vibing yeah. with my week off. Um, having a great time. Ten out of ten would recommend just vibing. <laughs> well, I hope you feel better soon. Oh, thank you. Um, but yeah, other than that, I've, I've got literally nothing going on in my life because I've been sitting in bed all day. Um, me and my heated blanket are best friends. So I love it. Yeah. Just in case you were wondering. Um, but yeah, that's, that's just about it for me. Do you have anything else you'd like to add? I do not. So I can spiel us out. Awesome. All right. You can find us on Instagram at Grim Podcast. You can follow us, like our photos, DM us, and from our profile, there's a button to email us. You can email us at thegrimpodcast at gmail.com. You can send us thoughts on stories we have covered, stories you want us to cover, or life updates of your own. We also have a Twitter, which is Podcast Grim, and a Facebook, which is Grim Podcast. And other than that, just leave us a good review and tell your friends and family about us. Yeah, and we will see you guys next week for yeah. some true crime. Yeah. Possibly. <laughs> I might I might try to convince you to do a creepypasta. Oh, okay. But we'll see how we'll see how I'm doing. All right. Alrighty. But yeah, we will see you guys 
we'll see you guys very shortly. Yeah. Goodbye. Bye.